Good morning. Emergency orders are in place across four states as the low pressure system, which smashed southeast Queensland this weekend, moves across New South Wales. Residents in the state's north had a nervous night as rain bucketed down 300 millimetres predicted to fall over the next 48 hours. They're facing their third major flood this year. Flash flooding, landslides and thunderstorms have been forecast over the next few days and evacuation orders have been issued for Moree, Gunnedah and other areas. Further south, border towns Moana and Echuca are still waiting for the Murray River to peak. It could reach 95 metres above sea level today. Former Chancellor Rishi Sunak has formally declared his candidacy in the race to become the next UK Prime Minister. Let's go live now to 7 News Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld at Number 10 Downing Street. Good morning, Hugh. Support for Rishi is surging, but what about Boris? Well, Jody, uh, there are questions about just how much support Boris Johnson has from his colleagues within the Conservative Party. Rishi Sunak formally declared his candidacy overnight following a meeting with Boris Johnson where the former Prime Minister tried to reach out to the Sunak camp to... Uh, essentially create a joint ticket. That was rejected by the former Chancellor, who in announcing his candidacy said in a statement, there will be integrity, professionalism and accountability at every level of the government I lead. That is perceived to be somewhat of a swipe at the scandal and sleaze that permeated uh, the Boris Johnson administration. His supporters claim that the former Prime Minister does have more than the 100 MPs uh, who will back him uh, at a vote, but only around 50 or 60 are publicly saying that they'll support their former leader. Some of his former supporters have switched their uh, backing to Rishi Sunak, saying that another Johnson government would be, quote, a guaranteed nailed-on disaster. In a further blow to Boris Johnson, the third apparent candidate, Penny Mordaunt, had a meeting with Boris Johnson as well. There, the former Prime Minister asked her as well if she would come on board with his campaign. She rejected that outright and said, if she doesn't get the necessary 100 MPs, then most of her supporters will switch allegiance to Rishi Sunak. So the momentum is well and truly with the former Chancellor. It is going to be a struggle for Boris Johnson. But as we know with British politics, Jody, you can't rule anything out. We sure do, Hugh. Thank you. The Albanese government's looking to save billions of dollars in tomorrow's federal budget, but it's left dozens of key projects on the chopping block. Political reporter Rob Scott is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Rob. What can we expect from Tuesday night's budget? Morning, Jody. Well, the Treasurer says it won't be fancy or flashy describing this as a pretty workmanlike budget. The government are revealing overnight it's been able to claw back about $21 billion after it completed the first stage of what it calls its waste and rorts audit, identifying savings or areas where it can shift money away from the previous government's commitments and redirect it towards its own priorities. Now, some of the projects on the chopping block include those secured by the Nationals as part of its net zero deal with the coalition. Uh, but Labor says it's also cut $2 billion worth of grants and $3.6 billion that would have been spent on travel, legal, advertising and outsourcing some Labor. $6.5 billion will also be saved by moving infrastructure projects out of this budget 
and into future expenditure plans. Now, despite all of this belt tightening, the Prime Minister was happy to splash the cash in Perth on the weekend, announcing a $6 million donation to Telethon to help sick children. Now, as you can see, Anthony Albanese was made to wear his pyjamas for the televised appearance. But if you look uh, who he was on stage with, I'd say he got off pretty lightly. We can't unsee that, Rob. Thank you. A motorcyclist has died after colliding into a car in Brisbane's inner north. Emergency services were called to Alderley last night following reports a car had crashed into an oncoming bike. Unfortunately, the motorcyclist couldn't be saved and passed away at the scene. The driver is being questioned by police. A Melbourne woman is, has been seriously injured after being crushed by a speeding car which ploughed into her kitchen. The 60-year-old was cooking shortly after midday yesterday when the Mercedes careered through a fence and smashed into the side of her house. She was taken to hospital with head injuries. The 37-year-old driver from Flemington has been charged with reckless conduct and other offences and is accused of fleeing the scene. The family of Redcliffe Dolphins player Liam Hampson will be given a private briefing on his death in Barcelona today. The 24-year-old was on holiday with friends when he became locked out on a popular nightclub balcony and fell 10 metres. It's understood officials will confirm that he died on impact. His family will then have to wait for two weeks for a toxicology report. House prices could slump by up to 20% within two years, according to an internal assessment from the Reserve Bank. News Corp is reporting the bank's concerned about a weakening in the market and anticipates a sharp drop if buyer pessimism takes hold. It comes after an unexpected fall in the June quarter as prices dropped in Sydney and in Melbourne.